Independence is your ability to chase a dream, ability to chase a dream, to do what you want, as long as you pay the right fee. Hmm. Let's start that over again. Sorry. Independence and freedom are often mistaken to be the same thing. I think they're two different things. Independence is your ability to chase a dream, to do what you want, as long as you pay the right fees. Follow the right rules. Follow the right guidelines. Allow yourself to have oversight. Freedom is the ability to walk out the door, wake up in the morning, and do what you want, when you want, how you want to. And that's what this show is about. We're going to be talking about what we want to talk about, how we want to fucking talk about it. I'm going to bring you the truth. I'm going to bring you facts. I'm going to bring you data. Some of it may rub you the wrong way. Some of it may be something you don't even want to hear about. But you can best believe I'm going to tell you the fucking truth about it. I'm going to tell you like it is. This is your host, Christopher. Everybody, this is Christopher Scott Rudder coming back with another live episode of Telling You Like It Is. We're right after the elections, right? So we've got a lot of different stuff that we're going to talk about, but I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time on who won or who lost with red versus blue. At the end of the day, like I've been saying all the time leading up to the elections, the biggest thing that I hoped for was the fact that we were going to vote a lot of incumbents out, that finally we were tired of it, finally we'd had enough of it, finally we had seen enough of the fucking bullshit that we were tired of it, so much that it didn't matter who the incumbent was, we were going to vote some of them out to send a message to Washington that you work for us, we don't work for you, you don't get to do whatever you want, however you want to do it, you get to do what we tell you we want you to do, and you damn well better fucking follow through with it. And that did not happen. It's amazing to me, it really is, that we had 138 swings of the bat. To be able to vote out incumbents. And this is all the way across from the House to the Senate, to the gubernatorial races. 138 incumbents went up for election and 138 incumbents walked back out still in office. Not one of them was fucking voted out. Now the cool thing was is the fact that all of these incumbents... They won by the narrowest of margins other than DeSantis in Florida. But if you look at the other 137ers, give or take, elections that we had across the United States, you were able to see that the incumbent was able to hold on to their seat by the slimmest of margins, 51 to 49, 53 to 47. Like in Arizona, there's really not even a majority vote. It comes out 49.8 to 49.7. You look at the Georgia senatorial race with Herschel Walker and Warnock. They can't even reach a majority in that vote, so they have to have a runoff. So I think this does send something of a message, but I don't think it's a message that either one of the parties are going to end up listening to. Unless we do something even more severe in the upcoming elections. <clears throat> now, was I upset? That nobody got voted out? Yeah, I really was. Because it seemed like across all of the different platforms that I was talking on, all of the other like-minded people that I was talking to, all of the other affiliated groups out there, whether it was moderate Republicans or if it was Libertarians or if it was people that considered themselves to be moderate Democrats, they could be a Republican, but there's no way in the world they could ever vote for anybody who supported Trump. All of these different shades of the rainbow, if you will, 
it seemed like voting out the incumbents really seemed like a very popular idea, just like it was in 1992 whenever we had Ross Perot and it was time to vote out the swamp. Yeah, it's been going on that long, for those of you who are too young to understand and realize that. So here it is Sunday afternoon. The Cowboys are currently playing. I'm not even watching them right now. I plan on watching the second half of the game. I'll watch that here in a little bit. In the meantime, I've got this show that I need to do here with you. And coming into the holidays, for all of you who have watched the show or watched this channel since the very beginning, all the way back to the What's Your and Binge days, whenever it was me and Joe that were hosting it, and it was more of a comedy show, and we talked about TV and whatnot, all the way back to those times, whenever it comes to the holidays, we slow down the releases. It's time to spend time with family. It's time to spend time with the people that we love and really focus on that going into the end of the year. So that way we could come out at the beginning of the new year charged and ready or recharged and ready to go. So that's why you're only seeing a new episode from me every two weeks. It's going to be like this until after Christmas. And then at the beginning of the year, we have new technology that's coming in. The show is going to be live streamed not only on the Facebook group, it's also going to be live live streamed on Twitch, on Rumble, if YouTube will let me back. Uh, also, um, uh, the show will be going up on Twitter live as well, along with the Instagram if they'll allow me back. I'm currently not allowed to post on, on that platform either. Um, which is the penalty for telling the truth. And one of the things that I've told the truth about for so long now, going on the past two years, is that the New World Order and its advocates and agents are alive and well, and they're doing a lot of things to destroy the fabric of America. And yes, since it is Sunday afternoon and not Sunday morning, I'm going to drink a beer, have a couple shots while we do this. But one of the big things that uh, I've always talked about with the New World Order, which automatically gets me labeled to be a conspiracy theorist, or in some instances where I get uh, called out to be, you know, since I shaved my head and I have blue eyes, I'm a white supremacist, I'm a racist all of these other things that I get called out of hand by anybody who doesn't agree with any of the views that I have whenever I talk about the New World Order and how I talk about how the Democratic Party is so very much against what it used to stand for and how the Republican Party, well, basically how they have become a unified party. Um, A couple of the things that they do differently is... The Democrats want to codify Roe v. Wade. This is what they say every four years, just in case you all did not know that, okay? There are many clips out there of Obama saying they were going to codify it. There are clips of Biden campaign saying that they're going to codify it. There's clips of Clinton saying that they're going to codify it. And for anyone who doesn't actually understand what that means, by codifying Roe v. Wade, what that means is they're going to make it constitutional. It's never been your right to get an abortion. Now, I'm not saying I'm for it or I'm against it. What I am for is freedom of choice. What I am for is you can't tell me what to do with my body. I feel that way for the women of our country, and I feel that way about myself very fucking strongly. 
Now, one of the things that I think that we could have done here differently during this entire election cycle is to actually have the two parties come together and have a unifying message here. If we're going to talk about Roe versus Wade as the big political part that led uh, the difference in voting. If you look at all the numbers in the voting results, it's literally a very even 51 to 49, 50 to 50, 49 to 51 split whenever you look at all age groups and all demographics from 30 on up. Married and unmarried, college educated, not college educated, working class, professionals, so on and so forth. From 30 to the fucking deathbed, it's a literal split in this country. But what did happen at the polls is because they were promised free tuition and the codifying of Roe versus Wade is 18 to 30-year-old females came out in droves and they voted 70% Democrat. So they bought their votes. They lied to them. This is the first time that these young ladies were actually able to politicize this idea, this freedom of choice. You can't tell me what to do with my body. It's always been a discussion in America, but it's the first time for these young ladies that was actually politicized. And they fell for it hook, line, and sinker that Biden is going to go ahead and get it codified. Well, guess what, ladies? He's been saying that since the 1990s. It's never happened. And since the 90s, whenever you're dealing with Clinton, whenever you're dealing with Obama, even during the Bush years and the last half of the Trump years and all of Biden up until now, they have had full control of the House and Senate. They have had every opportunity and every vote needed to codify that as a national law or as a constitutional right. And it's never even been brought up to vote one time, not once. I always suggest everybody do your own research whenever I talk about something. If you don't agree with it, look it up. Find out how many years of control the Democrats have had of both the House and the Senate while the Democratic presidents have been in place where they've had all three parts of the legislation, the executive branch, completely under wraps, completely controlled, and not one single bill has been brought to the floor to be voted on this entire time. Since Clinton got elected in 1992, you're talking about 30 years. And out of those 30 years, 22 of them have been full Democratic control. And they haven't even written the first bill to fucking talk about it. So this is nothing but a talking point come election time to politicize a very hotly debated item. And so here's what I think needs to happen. I think it needs to be codified. I think that it does need to be put into the Constitution under one pretense, that it is not paid for by tax dollars. I'm going to let that marinate here with you for just a second here. Yes, I'm saying it should be codified. It should be a constitutional right. It should be a protected right. Just like my body, my choice, just like the right to bear arms, the right to say whatever the fuck I want to say free speech, so on and so forth. I think it should be a constitutional right. I just don't think it should be paid for by the government. Just like my right to free speech isn't paid for by the government, my right to bear arms isn't paid for by the government. I have to buy my own fucking guns if I want one, right? Same thing with the abortion. Now, do I agree with it all the way across the board like a convenient form of birth control? 
No, I don't. But I'm not going to stand in the way of anybody who feels like that's the best thing to do, the best way to do it, and the right choice for them at that particular point in time. How could I ever say that? I would be the biggest hypocrite in the world if I ever said that. Now, if the Republicans want everybody to actually stop being held up on this split between them and the Democrats solely on this subject alone, then the first thing that needs to happen is, A, get your fucking church out of my ideal realm. Stop telling me it's against God's will. It's against your God's will. It's against your belief. Yes, I understand that. But we have separation of church and state for a fucking reason. So God's will, God's way, your belief, all of that shit has fucking nothing to do with any of this. Either it's legal or it's not legal. And if it's not legal, in the next couple of years, there's going to be a lot of women out there who end up injuring themselves, going to second and third rate doctors who are willing to do it just to help somebody. But they're not fully funded. They're not fully supplied. They're not fully equipped to do it properly and do it safely. We're going to go back to the 1960s where court coat hanger abortions happen. Now, it's not really going to be that way. There's going to be plenty of places for people to be able to go. I'm tired of hearing about it being protested by the religious right. And I'm tired of it becoming such a political and violent issue for the liberal left. This happens. People do get raped. There are circumstances of incest. And there are unviable pregnancies that do endanger the mothers. All of these things are real. And in some cases, it's not the best choice in the world for the woman who's in question. She got pregnant. It was an accident. And the best thing for her future is not to handicap a child's development or their ability to succeed down the road. Why would we want to relegate them to welfare and Section 8 status? Because they can never get the education. Because as we all know, we all have people in our families who had kids too young, who could never go to college, couldn't finish school, got out of high school with a kid, they went straight to work, and then them and their kids were never given the opportunity to really get that leg up to go and have a secondary education, become career people, become trade skilled or any of the above to get ahead to provide a very affluent and above poverty level way of life. There are too many people who are stuck in that situation. And on the other hand, there's a lot of people who are stuck in the situation where having kids gets them extra money. That's a touchy one, isn't it? There's a whole community of people out there right now who live off of welfare, who have lived off of welfare, and who have perfected the system to the point that they know exactly how much money every extra baby is going to get them. So they keep popping them out. We all know at least one person like that. Don't pretend that you fucking don't. I know several. My wife knows a couple. You know at least one. So does that mean we should institute abortion whenever you have too many kids like China does? No. No. We have the right to life. 
we have the right to choose. I think both things can work hand in hand. I, that, uh, what needs to happen is the end of politicizing the idea or the matter at hand. All we need to do is just stop publicly funding it. I don't want to pay for it. It's not my kid. You're not my kid. That ain't my grandbaby. Why do I have to pay for it? You pay for it. It's your choice, right? As long as we all come to that agreement and the right, the Republicans, all the red states, all of this shit, if you just remove your idea of church from this whole state program, then there would be actually end up at the end of the day being a lot of Democrats, uh, Democratic voters who identify as a Republican with the removal of that one go-to-war subject. The New York Times at the end of August actually did a study that if abortion wasn't the key issue, how many people would flip their vote? And if I'm not mistaken, the number was like 28%. If 28% of the Democratic Party left, as far as voting goes, imagine how the new elections would go in 2024, okay? And that's all I'm going to say about these last elections. There was a huge opportunity that was missed. We missed out on the opportunity to be able to flip out a lot of incumbents to show them who's in charge. But instead, the shadow of Trump and the shadow of MAGA made so many dig in and be entrenched that they would vote for someone like John fucking Fetterman. And that happened all across our country two weeks ago on November the 8th. And that's all I'm going to say about the elections. It went poorly. It was managed poorly. There wasn't a good enough message on either side. No incumbents got flipped out, and I think that is a crying shame. The reason I think it's a crying shame is because we're allowing the two parties to unify behind the curtains to allow shit like this to actually go on. Let me show you this, this clip real quick, and you tell me what you think about it, because I think it's a lot of fucking horse shit. is leading on the responsible development and use of artificial intelligence. We're also undertaking major legislative reforms that will strengthen privacy protections for Canadians, including specific provisions to protect children. See, while always ensuring and defending free speech, we must make it clear that it cannot be okay to bully and attack people online. Governments, and especially big technology companies, need to safeguard people's data and privacy and address online harassment and violence to ensure trust in technology. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there going, Chris, what does that have to do with what you were just talking about? Hang on just a second. I got one more clip here, okay? Whenever I get done playing this clip, you'll see how it all ties together. This is something that I've been talking about the whole time for the past two years.
That's everybody's favorite bad guy. That's Klaus Schwab. That's the leader. That is the leader of the New World Order, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, who makes policy through the UN, through the WHO. Exactly. Probably one of the most dangerous human beings alive. An unelected person dictating how world economics, how world government is supposed to work going forward. An unelected official, someone who was part of the Kissinger re regime. Whenever the Kissinger papers came out in 1967, Klaus Schwab was his number one student. In his book that he put out in 2016, COVID-19, The Great Reset, let me repeat that for those of you who haven't heard it before. The book was put out in 2016 titled The Great Reset. COVID-19. The magical potion wasn't put out for the dangerous disease. The dangerous disease was put out so you would take the magical potion. You've been lied to, you've been tricked, and now you're having people who weren't, you didn't even elect and don't even know making world policy for you and your government. For how you're supposed to live. For how you're supposed to think. For how you're supposed to make your money and how you're supposed to use your money. And it doesn't stop there. Let's just go ahead and just say it out loud. This is Macron, our leader there in uh, France. <laughs> the elected president of France saying this. On the US and the Chinese side. Because now, progressively, a lot of people would like to see there, there are two orders in this world. This is a huge mistake, even for both the US and China. We need a single global order. Are you on the US and the Chinese side? Because now, progressively... We're going to say this twice. A lot of people would like to see there, there are two orders in this world. This is a huge mistake. Even for both the U.S. and China, we need a single global order. Ask yourself this. Why is he so worried about how the U.S. works and how China works in the middle of calling for a one world government? 
Why, why is that a subject? For those of you who are like-minded, like me, who see the conspiracy in this, and yeah, I know, here we go, we're going to get the white guy tri trifecta. This is the white guy version of you people, you conspiracy theorists, vaccine deniers, COVID deniers, I've been called racist, I've been called fascist, and I've been called a anti-vaxxer and a COVID denier and a vaccine denier. Like I said, that's like the white guy, the new white guy tri uh, trifecta of you people. But everybody's okay saying some shit like that while Macron... And while Klaus Schwab are out here putting out these policies, talking at G20, this is G20. In case none of you actually understand what G20 is, it is the 20 largest economies and democratic states in the world coming together for one conference. President Biden is currently there. There are pictures of him and Klaus Schwab shaking hands. There are pictures of Macron and him shaking hands. As a matter of fact, Macron graduated from... The Young Global Leaders Movement, which is led and taught by Klaus Schwab, along with Trudeau. And people say the New World Order is a myth. It's a conspiracy. It's only for people who think that they're out to get you. The black helicopters are out to get you. They're always following you. They're always listening to you. All of this other fucking bullshit. Well, I hate to tell you this. But not only is it a real thing, they actually have a goddamn commercial for it. There's no longer any doubt that humans are heating up the oceans, land, and sea by burning fossil fuels. The world has to overcome not only the damage done to our economies and our societies by COVID-19, it also has to confront the repercussions. Hmm. What previously took 10 years to develop and test to make sure it was um, effective for human use and safe for human use, now we can do it in 100 days, as we proved with COVID. While people continue to fucking die left and right, they got the shot. I see a future where the internet is available for free for everyone. And that means the location of power is going to shift. Decentralization of power structures everywhere may be the beginning of that shift in finance in political power we have to uphold our responsibility which we have towards the next generation world government summit which is what they're calling the g20 summit right now People have called me a conspiracy theorist to my face. My friends have always 
come to me to find out what the newest conspiracy theory is. They want to come to me and find out like what's really behind it, what's going on, what do you really believe with all of that. And here's the end of the day thought, okay? I have said, oh yeah, we're, I, I have somebody commenting here, weren't we raised to make sure and question everything, especially authority? That's what my parents were brought up on, all of the free love and all of that stuff from the 60s and 70s. That's what it was all about, question authority. That's why they were anti-war. That's why they hated everything going on with Vietnam. That's why they hated everything going on with Kissinger and Nixon. <clears throat> and thank you for saying that doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist. That makes you a free thinker. You are correct. Unfortunately, for the 40% of us, Hopefully it's approaching 50%. The 50% of us who actually think this way were still labeled this by the mainstream media. And one of the things I've talked about many times on the show is just one example of this, of the way that they're trying to indoctrinate and the way that they're trying to conspire to take away your freedom of movement, your freedom of thinking, your freedom of ideology, and to pull everything into a one planetary rule under the auspices of we're going to make everything better for you and your kids, has always been the scientists who want to talk about climate change. Now, that's the new term for it. Whenever I was growing up, we were all going to die from icebergs, and we were all going to die from winter storms. And then in the 80s, we were all going to die because of acid rain. And then in the 90s, we're all going to die because it's going to be too fucking hot. We're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die because of what we're doing to the climate. One volcanic eruption, just so you know, and you can look this up, please do your own research. One volcanic eruption produces more carbon emission than the entire world can put out in five years. Five, 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 five. Five fucking years. And the earth absorbs it and everything goes back to normal in a few months and everybody's able to swim freely. Everybody's able to grow freely. Everybody's able to farm freely. And whenever I bring up the fact that since the 60s, the scientists have been saying this, A, we're going to run out of oil. They said that in the 60s and 70s. Guess what? We ain't run out of oil. We still have over... 500 years of current oil usage in reserve that we're able to tap at any given fucking moment across the globe. The earth isn't overheating because we still have ice caps. The earth isn't freezing because we still have deserts. People are like, eh, no, 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 no. That's not what they're saying. Okay, cool. Because here's what they said whenever I was a kid. The reason they use Leonard Nimoy, you know, obviously he's Dr. Spock. Just listen to this and tell me how fucking wrong they were. Eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. Clockwork. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the lifetime of our grandchildren, Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn 
most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. In 1977, the worst winter in a century struck the United States. Arctic cold gripped the Midwest for weeks on end. Great blizzards paralyzed cities of the Northeast. One desperate night in Buffalo, eight people froze to death in marooned cars. Now keep in mind, you can look this up at the time that it happened. I was a kid whenever the 1977 blizzards happened here in uh, the Midwest. It was the worst storm on record for 100 years, which means, boys and girls, it's happened before. And it happened before we had all of these carbon emissions from our cars. Bushnell was on the road that night. Traffic just absolutely stopped. I was afraid of being stuck in the car all night long with the uh, cold and the wind running out of gas. And then what? I think that if we had to go through a real bad winter, just like we just went through, I think we'd have to think about moving someplace else. Move where? That's why we have Florida. The brutal buffalo winter might be common <coughs> all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. At weather stations in the far north, temperatures have been dropping for 30 years. Seacoast, long free of summer ice, are now blocked year-round. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. Within a lifetime, our grandkids might be living in an ice age. That was 1977. My grandkids are now born, and there ain't no fucking ice age. As a matter of fact, they're talking about the polar caps are melting. Oh, so they were wrong. Hmm. Okay, we're going to run out of oil, so natural, um, you know, fossil fuels. We're not going to have access to those anymore, so we're not going to be able to drive our cars anymore. That argument sounds really fucking familiar, doesn't it, boys and girls? Trust the science. Well, this is your fucking science documented from 50 years ago. And ain't none of it come true. Ain't none of it happening. But I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? Yeah. Let me pull up this next clip here. See what you all have to think about this. Because this is something that I know for a fact you're not actually seeing very much on the news. Let's talk about the current political landscape. Who have come forward to members of this body, to members of the House. The FBI has been sending more than, in one instance, a dozen armed agents to a rural Pennsylvania home of a Catholic pro-life demonstrator to arrest him at gunpoint in front of his children in early morning hours, despite the fact that he posed no risk of violence or threat and had previously offered to turn himself in. Much like the Gestapo, show us your papers, Jew. Numerous whistleblowers, field agents, have alleged that D.C., your headquarters, has pulled them off working on child sex abuse cases, 
working on human trafficking cases, in order to work on January 6th matters for this reason, to give the... The rules for thee do not apply to me. Appearance, they say, they say, that there are hundreds of new domestic terrorism cases in the country, when in fact there are not. Whistleblowers, field agents have also said that D.C. has ordered the use of SWAT teams on non-violent suspects who may have attended a January 6th rally, and they have been ordered to conduct surveillance and knock on doors of people who were not even in D.C. on January 6th. And again, all of this, according to the whistleblowers, these are your agents, all of this, in order to make it look as if there's a mass surge in domestic terrorism all across the country, when in fact the stats are being padded, by political directive in your office. They also say, these whistleblowers, that D.C. leadership deliberately suppressed investigations into Hunter Biden, contrary to FBI procedure, and have also retaliated against FBI agents and whistleblowers who have contacted Congress, which, by the way, they are protected by statute to do so. This is what's happening at your FBI while you are evading oversight hearings. Mr. Director, do you think you're still up to this job? Tough question, huh? Are any of you aware of this? Are you seeing this on the news? And if you're not seeing this on the news, ask yourself this, and I say this on every fucking episode. Why am I seeing this for the first time on a show from a fucking guy in southern Indiana who drinks while he tells me the news? I absolutely think I'm still up to this job, and I think our workforce feels the same way. Well, I don't. And frankly, I think you should have been gone a long time ago. And given your behavior recently, I think it only makes it more clear. Are there any travel plans today that we should be aware of that you have? We're oh, supposed to he's asking this because the last time they had this meeting, the director of the FBI said that we had to cut the meeting short because he had other meetings, he had other plans. And then come to find out two months later, he jumped on his G4 private fucking jet and flew off. To family van vacation at the Adirondacks. Adirondacks? Adirondacks? However the fuck you say it. He had to go on vacation instead of answering very important questions that he didn't feel like answering because he feels like he's above the law. Is this who is supposed to be representing you? Is this who you've entrusted to run the government. Is he even someone who you're aware of exist? Did you vote for him? I defy you to find him on any fucking ballot anywhere in the United States in the past 10 years. Hasn't been elected by anybody. Now people talk about January 6th and this is the reason we're all supposed to hate Donald Trump because he caused... The insurrection. He caused it. Let me show you what an insurrection actually fucking looks like. Because this is what's going on in Brazil today.
play it again. I hope it's too loud for you to listen to. What's going on in Brazil? What's going on in Brazil? Why are these people showing up in mass like that? That is a crowd of over 700,000 fucking people protesting the election that happened because nobody they know actually voted for the guy who got elected in. And they're rioting against the vaccines because the vaccine mandate still alive and well and in place. It's put back in place now that Bolsonaro has been voted out, technically, in Brazil. The people aren't having it. They don't want it. They won't do it. They won't stand by peacefully to allow it. That's what an insurrection looks like. Now, Got one last thing here to show you. Y'all tell me what the fuck you think about it. I know what I think about it. We'll cover that here in just a second. But um, are you aware of what's going on in China right now? Probably not because your local news doesn't show this. Let's take a quick look. These people want to ride the bus. They just want to ride the bus. They're just showing their cool little green QR code that shows that they're COVID-free. So that way they can ride the bus to get to work or go shopping or go visit their loved ones. They're not allowed to do it, though, if they don't have that on their phone. Is that how you want the United States to be? That's the reason Macron earlier was saying, do we want to be like the United States or China? Because the United States, we speak out against this. And in China, the people quietly speak out against this. They show up in mass to show that they are complying. Please, please, please allow us go on to go on about our life, to do what we're supposed to be able to do. I just need to go buy food. I need to go to work. I need to go see my grandma who's sick in the fucking hospital. They can't do it without that little code on their phone. That seems like the thing you want. Because that's what you're voting in the longer you allow these incumbents to stay in place. This is another opportunity. (laughs) For people to call me a conspiracy dude. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. Call me whatever you want. I'm just bringing this out here. I'm telling you like it is. I'm showing you what's going on in the rest of the world. So that way you can actually be aware. Because I know, and you know, your news isn't showing you any of this. They aren't talking about this. They aren't bringing it up for discussion. They aren't bringing it up for opinion. They aren't even bringing it up for a fucking editorial piece. It's just being swept under the rug. This is what's going on everywhere else in the world. The reason it doesn't happen in the United States is because we have a freedom of speech for people like me to tell you what the fuck is actually going on. And the difference between us and China is we have guns. Those people don't. 
Now, for all of you who want to ban gun rights and all of that other stuff, okay, cool. <clears throat> you can have that opinion. Maybe there does need to be tighter gun control. Maybe there does need to be tighter background passes or checks. Sorry. Before someone gets a semi-automatic weapon, which they don't actually sell at gun stores. You can convert a weapon to a semiotic weapon. That's very easy to do with the replacement of one piece in almost every rifle. With the exception of a 12 gauge or an 8 gauge or a 20 gauge, I can make almost any rifle into a semi-automatic. And all semi-automatic means is I can just hold the trigger and it will shoot at a regular rate. That's all it means. Do I need that for hunting? No. But do I need it for self-defense? If any of you fuckers come to my door to tell me what it is I have to do and I have to take a shot I don't want to take, because that's what they did in Australia, that's what they're doing in China, that's what they did in France, that's what they're doing in Germany, that's what they did in Switzerland. All of these places, they're at the G20 meeting and they're all being told what to do by Klaus Schwab. I speak out against this because somebody needs to. I speak out against this because I'm not sugarcoating any of this. I'm telling you the truth because somebody needs to. If you don't already know about it, if this is the first time you're seeing it, like a couple of instances that I've seen in the wild directly on my page in the last couple of weeks, where people are still completely misled and misguided into thinking that, A, the shots save lives, or B, everybody who is a conservative thinker, who isn't a progressive liberal, is racist or a bigot. I have seen these live and in person and been, have been accused of all of the above bad things multiple times the past couple of weeks. <clears throat> all I'm doing is telling you the truth, telling you what's actually going on in the world, telling you how bad it could possibly be. So be thankful you live in a free country. But there are too many people out there who are looking for the government dole, for the handout, and for the... Ability to be a cat. As opposed to a red-blooded American who believes in democracy, who believes in free speech and the right to bear arms, all of the things this country was founded on. I remember whenever Trump was going to be elected and everybody says, if he does get elected, I'm moving to Canada. Now why the fuck is Whoopi Goldberg still on TV? So on and so forth. Insert the celebrity name that you want to. Why the fuck are they still here? Why aren't you gone in good riddance? Now my mom tells me that she wishes that I didn't cuss so much and I didn't smoke whenever I was doing this show. So I'm going to go ahead and finish this off with my cigarette off camera and try to be as well behaved as I possibly can. Ladies and gentlemen, going into 2023, we all have to look at our own backyards. We have to look at our neighbors. We have to look at what it is that makes us happy, what makes us free. And we have to focus only on that. Do not focus on this extreme left crap.
do not focus on this extreme right crap that does look like fascism, that does look like racism, that does look like xenophobia. The top 5% of either one of these sides, ignore them completely. Look at the middle of what's going on. Talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, talk to your family. And see how much of the stuff that's being polarized on the news actually applies to you, your friends, and your family's discussions. Going into the new year, I'm going to be doing a one-time live big show with multiple, multiple clips. And then I'm going to be putting it out again if they'll let me back. Uh, YouTube and Instagram, they'll be coming out in small clips on Twitch and on Rumble. They'll be coming out in small clips from one segment to the next based on what it is that I have to say about that particular topic. But here on Facebook, uh, you'll still be able to see the entire show all in one, one big gulp here if you want. So until next time, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you got something from this. I hope you saw something you haven't seen before. Or maybe you got another opinion on something that you're firmly entrenched in that maybe makes you take a second to rethink that position that you're on. The only thing that matters at the end of the day is that in this country that was founded in 1776, is that we are free to do what we want, think what we want, as long as we're not hurting other people. I'm not hurting you. No one's hurting me, unless they want to get fucking shot. So until next time, it's really fucking messy out there, y'all. Don't get any on you, and don't forget your squeegee. Have a good one. This is Christopher Scott Rudder signing out. Till next time.